2: wins because the judgment day are back together on the same page dot 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 again for now I'm Luco in D-A-D. am joined by your jam that champion, the Professor the Truth, Dan Layton. And welcome to the Wrestle podcast review of Monday Night Raw. Please do press the subscribe button if this is your first time here. Help us get to 85,000 subscribers. should try to get to 80. Fightful just passed 100,000 subs. So massive congratulations to the team at Fightful who have worked so tirelessly. hard, tirelessly, and i have got an amazing team. But I did have this pang of jealousy. I'm like, where's my. What? Yeah, was like I've been mad. doing this. Where's my football?
3: I've been doing Where's this for like ugly? ten years now. I still don't have one. So like, yeah. What yeah. do you want? YouTube. No numbers wise, you did Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like ninety two thousand or something. I've been you? hovering close to that hundred thousand for a while. But you see, the thing is, I don't make any effort. And that's and it's effort that is rewarded. So we make a lot of effort on this channel. So please do join us for the ride and press the thumbs up button as well. And if you're
2: watching this on demand, get your comments in down below with what you thought of this episode of Monday Night Raw. And if you're watching live, get in your alpha chat to resttalk.com forward slash support. Thank you all so much uh, for those who just joined me on Instagram live. Uh, at a great time, mm. um, and I will I think I might do it for some other live streams. Granddad's learning, everybody. <laughs> He's really getting it. I don't like that he, I'm being bummed up to Granddad. Just Dad is fine. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you
2: said that I felt very dadly because I
3: referred to you by your first, yeah, name it, one. You, the other day when we were having a conversation on Twitter about all in, you you used some of your characters to give me my name, and that made me feel like I was being told off. And I was like, I've never felt so like like a child. You said, <laughs> Dan, and I was like, oh
2: i wouldn't cried for a minute but anyway we're going to talk about this episode of monday night raw i don't think this podcast will be as long as yesterday's podcast
3: well nobody backstage was doing anything particularly controversial as far as
2: i know everyone was just nice to each other backstage and, um, no, no one got banned from being in the arena did you see the instagram
3: uh, i don't know if it's an instagram video but the video with uh rear uh, and dominic oh yeah the tiktok yeah yeah yeah, with yeah. The hand thing oh it was uh, quite something yeah. ria knows exactly how to make the internet talk
2: about ria absolutely yeah and you can see the moment where don pops a boner it's like, <laughs> it's,
3: it's like if you go through
2: freeze frame by freeze yeah. frame
3: there's that moment where he's like Oop. the other thing that we and this might make us have a big conversation which is in contrast to yesterday is that where all in is struggling with a card and very little build what we get here is never ending build the build 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 <laughs> and then we'll just do it again And again, yeah. So we
2: were going to lead with Becky and Trish, but we thought, you know what? We'll save the rant for later in the show. There's a lot of negativity in in wrestling YouTube at the moment because well, CM Punk's in the news. (laughs) So like, let's just try and talk about something that's a bit more fun. Yeah. Even though I'm not hugely like up on it, because well, I I I thought this was a a bit of a bland episode of of Raw. Yeah. And I they got to like the end of the show and Cody just pinned Finn because of miscommunication in the judgment day and i was like oof my goof like Mm. i this needs this show needs something and then blow me down Mm. something did happen and we got like a a bit of a hot angle at the end of the show and i was like oh do you know what and i did have this moment of like yeah the judgment day are back together and i think that's a really a a plus point i would give to triple h because he's managed to convince me that this storyline that has gone nowhere fast is going somewhere Mm. and i sort of feel like it is but there was a point in the show i was like oh the judgment day open we're the judgment day and we run monday night raw i'm send your money in the bank where's finn balor he should have won at SummerSlam." and then there was a backstage segment where balor and priest were arguing and rear broken i was like i've seen this segment so many times i'm I'm really waiting for this chapter to go somewhere and then by the end of the show i was like well maybe I'm, i'm still i think i am still into this actually
3: well, I think what is uh, specific to that, my my take on the show overall was that, yes, it was very much like uh, a table setter. Like it's, you know, we've got a show coming up at the end of the month. So he's putting his chess pieces on the board to, to do this next push for this next show. Um, a lot of seeds being sown in various angles in this, in this show, which I did appreciate. Um, for me, it, there was a, there was a, a new addition to the, 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 judgment day uh wrinkles which was uh jd mcdonough yeah has been added in not just a sort of hint way in a very proactive sort of front and center this person is involved in this story now and yeah. i think that's what made it feel a little bit different that's what so, made it yeah. feel like it was developing because
2: you can make the argument that he saved the team at the end of this show mm. and like that's two weeks in a row now he took out Sami zane last week mm-hmm. and Granted, that didn't pay off in the end because Judgment Day lost last week. And then on this week's show, they lost again. But they did stand
3: tall at the end of the show because of JD. That's it. I think I think the the thing that combines the two of them, because they, they lost last week, they lost this week. But what it is, is when they listen to JD, when JD gets involved and they allow it, they succeed. And it's this idea of what Rhea was saying in the middle of the show, um, we're not. Like no we're not being taken seriously. We run the night rule, but like we're kind of in disarray here and everyone can see it and it's a bit a bit cringe actually. Um That w- that came good by the end. It was like this moment of it, and it was again, I did the same thing of oh, they're do they're doing the briefcase spot again, which does sound like a again, especially because at the beginning of the show, them coming out doing the promo, I was like, again? um but by the way it fed during the show the way it built during the show and it is the very triple h thing of throughout the show we will go back to Mm -hmm. um this particular piece um there was uh something fresh about it which made me go oh okay i like the fact that they are showing that once again this strategy is not working so maybe we do actually need to let someone in
2: and i think next week we're going to get that moment where Baller is going to present the idea of jd joining the group mm. and damian priest perhaps because of what happened on this week's show will be like Jed. you know what let's give him a chance mm. or maybe like you know they'll say he can do but he's going to go he's going to be put on trial and we're mm. going to like you know he's got to go through some various hoops jump through some various hoops in order to join the group and we can get that story next week but i thought this was kind of a nice building block for that mm. Pro- the problem was that because there was not a lot else on the show you just having sort of one crumb of a building block meant that the show did feel a little bit lacking overall.
3: Um, I don't know that I fully agree with that. I, I think I do think it was lacking. I do think the show was not, uh, was ultimately a skippable episode of raw. There are a handful of bits where I'm like, watch that and we'll get into it. There's one bit where I've got a lot to say, um, but overall it was a show where a, I, th- I think there were a number of bits being put in place, mm-hmm. which always is a tricky thing to do yeah you almost want this is firing so that i can begin this one and then that one finishes this one's grown so i can build a new one and it's this constant massaging of pieces into place where after a summer slam it's the same as after a wrestlemania you kind of are at empty so you've got to start feeding and that does feel bitty that does feel empty um but with this particular storyline i think because it was laced throughout the show and we've talked about this before it had been seeded months ago and then he went away dropped dropped and now it's back and in that time we have had many conversations about okay so where's this dissension the judgment day gonna go like are they gonna break up are they gonna turn on finn are they gonna do whatever because we've had all those conversations in absentia it now feels maybe like the storyline is behind us a little bit so i don't i don't actually mind that we are seeing the genesis of an actual story i mean yeah i think it's needed yeah because
2: i think some people have sort of been spinning their wheels for a little bit like Mm. you know i think you can very much draw a line in the sand of when uh when vince had his fingers in the creative pie Mm -hmm. and when he's gone away Mm. like you really can like what a just pinpoint the weeks that he came in and started making changes and the weeks where he's no longer making changes. Yeah. And that started last week mm. because all of a sudden the JD McDonough and judgment day storyline is just back on TV mm-hmm. and Indy Hartwell and cannabis Ray are just back on TV. Yeah. And like Tommaso Ciampa on social media was doing this whole thing about, he's searching for Johnny Gargano. Like I'd made the joke today. It was like, once we get the DIY reunion, like that's the, the triple H bingo card of just like, I'm now back in control.
3: Uh it with chelsea green who we see on the show was with piper niven who is back on tv
2: yeah like, there's a old, lot of yeah back yeah on TV. a lot of that yeah i mean we'll, we'll get onto to the piper thing because i i think that was a missed opportunity but we'll get to that when, no, we, yeah, yeah. when we get to it
3: but the show opened up
2: with judgment day um who did the same promo that they've done recently but um, uh, jd McDonough came out to pass on a message to them from his friend Finn Balor. Mm. But it was all to be like, you know, hey, look, we're all good. It's a friendly message. I'm just, you know, don't shoot the messenger. I'm Joe, just Joe. Mm. A a nice little attribute you, a callback. Um... And then Sammy came down, Zayn that is, and they had a little brawl, and that led to a match between JD and Sammy. Well, I suppose we'll just cover all the Judgment Day stuff in this opening. Yeah. uh, Everybody in Gambit
3: here. Quick one on the beginning, though, sorry. Mm It was that uh, Dom had a great line, which was, they just found out Canada's a part of North America, which very much entertained me. Uh, We've got currently both Mysterious are singles champions. Whereas uh Rey Mysterio is the champion of the US, Dom is champion of the entire continent of North America, which makes him better. But he's only just found out that Canada is part of North America. Very funny line. This crowd sucked ass. Apart all from, show. Where, about from Boo booing Dom, which they were great. Well, friends. because they were I, I think that was Boo dot wav. Because <laughs> judging by the rest of the show, they were dead as a doornail. The only reason I didn't think it was Boo dot
2: wav is because of priest's reaction to it. And it felt like I he- think they just do it
3: because they know it's going to be they're going to press play that's so fair. it's like a bit of performance that's fair and I, but the thing is i might, I might not, be i might be giving the crowd more credit well what's not um what i'm not saying by that is detriment to the to the cast mm-hmm. of the show i think you know because everyone and this comes back in in other segments of the show uh everyone kind of is giving really good work and and being given nothing in response and i, I yeah. think shame on you winnipeg um but also um you did get called the armpit of Canada a lot during this show so maybe i feel a little bit bad for you at the same time yeah well i didn't like that um, at all no i also loved uh, that when sammy does come out and has a, a, an attack on jd he does reach for the judgment day mm-hmm. and the judgment day is sort of standing yeah. And looking
2: yeah they didn't. And i thought
3: that was a really nice little visual to, again to begin the through line of the whole show
2: exactly because then you've got jd helping them at the end of yes. the show which i think again is going to tie into this whole thing they'll, mm. they'll probably do next week uh but yeah jd took on sammy Zayn. this was a match that was designed to get jd over was meant to make him look good in mm. defeat and i think they did a sort of an admirable job of that they kind of gave him some big moments in this to show off what he can do um and i i have seen some people kind of making fun of of jd online um spongebob
3: SquareHead. <laughs> <laughs> he does have a he, as as my irish friends would say he has got quite a head on him yeah, yeah. i mean well people got big head baller, right. right because he looks like i mean
2: i this is clearly i i don't know what it is but Americans think that they look
3: identical Balor and no. JD but they look nothing alike well you see they're both from Bray County Wicklow Island and they both wrestle in black trunks
2: is that what it is I
3: assume because they look nothing alike no
2: but people are like oh my god the spitting image of each other they both got quite big eyes yeah and like he was like he looks like Finn Balor but with a massive head right he's got quite a head on him but yeah this was Sammy Zayn picked up the win with the Haluva kick mm-hmm. despite some distraction from Finn Balor but yeah this was because JD yeah. hasn't this is what his second match since being called up mm. So, you had to do something like this, try and give a bit of reset to him.
3: No, exactly. And he got some, like, as you say, he got some moments in there. There was, he was repeated leaping over things to drag Sammy's injured arm. Mm. Like, he did it over the ring a couple of times. He did it over the barricade. It was yeah. really good. There was a moment where he, he wrenched the arm. He was standing on Sammy and then wrenched backwards. Come back from the commercial. He's got a cross face on. He got some really good moves in there. But at the end of the day, Sammy Zane was a main uh, event of WrestleMania this year. He's the bit, one of the three biggest stars on on monday night raw if not on the entire show at the moment um so he's got to get the win and it's not you know i don't think it makes jd look bad i think i think it was a good showing for him at this point
2: we had the backstage segment that we talked about earlier with uh, you know, Balor and Priest arguing. JD walked up and then mm-hmm. Priest sent him away and Rhea Ripley tried to get them on the same page. And it all built to the main event of Cody Rhodes versus Pin Balor. Um, lots of interference from the Judgment Day in this, but uh, three pins in two weeks for poor Finn. Mm-hmm. As the finish saw, Dom passed a chair to Finn. Referee saw that. They used it as a big distraction. Rhea got up on the apron. Dom was distracting the referee. And Balor called for Damien Priest to slide the briefcase to him. And they timed this very well, uh-huh. but it was well goofy. He slid the briefcase to him. It went between his legs and into the hands of Cody Rhodes. And Finn Balor literally went, Ado! And then he got clocked with the briefcase. Cody Rhodes hits um, Priest with it as well. And he pins Balor. That boy ain't challenging for the world title anytime soon. Not for a while. Um so yeah, not great look for Finn. Not a great night for Finn. But then afterwards, JD McDonough sort of got in the ring. They all beat everyone up. They beat up Sami Zayn. Something brutal. Uh, gave him a razor's edge through the table. Beat up Cody Rhodes in the ring as well. Um, and then they all stood tall at the end.
3: Yeah, it's an interesting uh sort of development. Whereby, do you remember when um Judgment Day were well? Let's not forget the trajectory of the Judgment Days that they began as uh. Spooky goths. Spooky goths. Then they became spooky jobbers. And then what started to make them as a faction work was leaning into the memes. Like, and and the story of Judgment Day has sort of been them looking great, even though Finn's taking the pin. Let's not forget when Dom turned on um Edge and Ray. They lost. They lost. And you get that brilliant visual of Finn in pain laughing. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what began to get them over. They've kind of been getting steam by being a bit goofy right so the moment in a weird way kind of works for me i understand why other people might not like that but i i vibe with it it's
2: a fine piece of comedy it's not i it's not what i would do for my top
3: no act but then what you do after the fact is what they did after the fact which is that you know the briefcase thing we keep trying this briefcase thing we keep trying this plan a this plan b it's not working that's now the repeated thing is give me the briefcase i'm gonna use it oh no they get to use it first i've been pinned jd mcdonough comes in is the difference maker in terms of evening the numbers even though they've got the big numbers advantage and then what they do is pretty brutal there and i'm there. like and they stand and they look good and they look brutal in it and
2: key to this is that judgment they celebrated without jd JD Still was, on the outside he was just on the outside looking up happy as larry that mm. he's helped finn his friend
3: and what michael cole had said earlier on during the match was uh that jd McDonough has been kind of like auditioning for the judgment day yeah. which i don't know if that's quite true like that's not I, quite I what's think, been happening so only say that for the last
2: you know two weeks yeah including this week
3: auditioning or like being a friend of Finn Balor and like talking well,
2: to them you know, I think take, to show off. taking out Sami Zayn last week right. is sort of an audition piece because he, he put Sami Zayn on the injured mm. shelf and he was like somehow he miraculously got medically cleared to wrestle this week so
3: I, I like that he's not fully been enveloped this time yeah I agree going I think I think is an interesting little visual to end the show yeah
2: Um, but let's get into what you thought of this episode of Monday Night Raw as
3: I do my best to stall. As well, well, I'll t- I'll take it while please, you find it if you like. Because uh, Kevin starts us off by saying friendship wins, but also friendship lost against Cody because the power of adversity is stronger than friendship. Balor and Priest's faces when they missed their spot were comical, but the funniest thing on the show was Piper claiming the tag title. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's this it, the funny the funny thing the element of comedy. I think if used well can be really effective. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think ultimately it matters what the last thing you saw was. And every time Finn Balor is going to do that, leap over the stairs and into a cuckoo crowd. So good. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Uh, Matt Hennessy
2: here says I really enjoyed this week's Raw and Judgment Day segment I think we're ultimately building to a War Games match at Survivor Series between Judgment Day versus Seth, Cody, Sammy and KO as they've all been feuding together for the last two months they seem to be teasing a Drew heel turn and a feud with Riddle which I think is needed Drew looked annoyed teaming with Matt and annoyed when accepting the match with the New Day on his behalf they lose next week Drew turns heel on Riddle and that's a good feud the thing I'm most excited for happened before Raw, with Tommaso Ciampa and WWE Officials Twitter account posting a video of Ciampa putting up missing posters for Gargano, Ciampa searching for him. We are finally getting DIY back together, and it warms my rebel heart. The Way Reunion reportedly got dropped by Vince, while the DIY storyline was reportedly put on hold by him as well. Now Hunter's going ahead with it. So Candice and India being kept together as a team, Gargano and Ciampa are having their reunion. TV will bow for Dexter Loomis, because he's left without a direction. Keeping Candice and Indy together is good for the Women's Tag Division, and DIY are a great addition for the Tag Division. With the reunion, uh, the Way union being dropped loomis is dead in the water well, i don't know if we're going to be completely dropping the way the, the way is a triple h thing so yeah i can certainly see that they'll once they kickstart this johnny Gargano thing. So at the moment it is just a a twitter only mm. thing that doesn't mean that it's not on the show it's not show. it's non-canon mm. um but I, now that triple h has got the full book mm. again without any vince interference he is one interference that also works He's one hundred percent going to do his DIY reunion well, because also, that was his plan for the summer. Like Gargano's been clean; like he's been clear since April. Like he's yeah. like
3: oh, I was like May or June or something. He is good to go. Mm, also, there is a uh, another member of the way not mentioned in your in your little piece of reportage here, who is suddenly without a uh, stuff to do. I
2: don't need Austin Theory back in this group.
3: No, but if you want to send him and, and Dex Loomis off on a thing on their own, like I guess you could do that. Like I, I mean, I mean, like
2: I I don't care for well I, I don't i don't care for austin theory and i don't care about dexter loomis mm-hmm. so that's that's fine with me it's on smackdown we'd have to talk it's about on it. smackdown do it on main events yeah like it's it works for me people has got a bit high on uh, dexter loomis because there was a clip of
3: him uh, appearing on a tv show where he was actually quite funny well i like dexter loomis I, I we mean, talked about this on my very first show was, yeah. was me saying i like the sex Loomis stuff and you telling me off. i didn't tell you off. you did You used my full name <laughs> <laughs> you tweeted about I don't
2: it think I did. <laughs> <laughs> that's a very a big character assassination of me <laughs> uh, and Kuzu here says I'm not too surprised that they're having Cody feud with Judgment Day now there isn't much else for him to do at the moment the unstoppable Codyverse meets the immovable Judgment Day it'll probably lead to war games at Survivor Series problem is though, we keep calling them the unstoppable Codyverse but like, they beat them yeah. like, Cody won here,
3: I've seen Sammy and KO beat Judgment Day Yeah, they're, they're beating them I don't see this, by the way, I don't see this as them feuding with cody i don't know what that is i mean i I recognize that they are doing stuff with cody but it just just it feels like the story is more about judgment day than it is about judgment day versus cody which leaves cody and sammy sammy feels more involved because they took out his tag team partner Mm. cody's just sort of there There. and like i think that leaves cody open to being in and he had his program with dom that was more cody dom cody judgment day that's over now i feel like this just happens to be we need to get cody on the card judgment day are also in our main event this is a good way of getting them both on the show yeah
2: Uh, let's get into the uh, main show itself and go through this segment by segment. We've already talked about the opening of this show with The Judgment Day and JD. And then we cut backstage to Adam Pearce and Chelsea Green. So it's off the back of mm-hmm. Sonya Deville getting injured, possibly out for a year. Mm-hmm. So gonna be out for a while. And Adam Pearce wanted to vacate the belts because that's the protocol that they go through. Into tag partner, you vacate the belts and you put it on Raquel plus partner. That's, mm-hmm. that's the standard that we go through. But Chelsea Green didn't want to do that. She did this thing on social media over the weekend where she wanted to do a talent show.
3: Yeah, Chelsea's Got Talent. Did you see the genesis of this? Was on the After the Bell podcast. Oh yeah, yes. Yeah, so yeah, she yeah. she was doing an interview and they were kind of like coming up on the fly with ideas for like who she could have as a partner or whatever. She was like, maybe I'll do auditions, maybe I'll hold it. And then she came up with this Chelsea's Got Talent thing and ran with it on social media, which is uh, you know runs in the family, I guess. Yeah, you know,
2: I love this idea. Yeah, the name is so genius. Yeah because america's got talent is you saying america Mm. has got talent this name is chelsea has
3: talent. yeah it's all about chelsea it's
2: all about chelsea yeah it is a genius name Mm. because she is making it sound like what a great way for you to be my tag partner Mm. but the literal name of the show is
3: i have talent yeah and also the uh, the whole business of it being like almost like she's she's not been like guys so sad for sonia Because her and Sonya were sort of put together. She's just straight into like, how do I keep hold of these belts? I don't really care about you. Like it's not that, it's kind of, it's a fun part of this character.
2: And there was, I was all geared up for some really fun segments Mm. because like Truth was doing some stuff on social media as well of auditioning. I was like, there's some really good comedy guys that could do this. Imagine Nikki Cross trying to audition Mm. for this. There's a bunch of women on Raw that aren't doing anything at the moment. You could actually run with this for a couple of Mm. weeks, do these segments, have fan submissions. You know, you just tweet the WWE Twitter account or Instagram account with your video of why you should be Chelsea Green's partner. I filmed one that I didn't post. Like, do you remember on Raw 1000 when they were trying to push tout? Yes, and they had like, yeah. you know, send in your touts and we'll feature them mm. on the show. And they had people like, you know, kind of promo, whispering promos because they didn't want their parents to hear where they were like, finally, I've come back to Monday yeah. Night Raw. <laughs> Are you filming something out there? No, shh. <laughs> Mom! Mom, I'm busy! So... They could have done something like that instead what happened is the party girls walked in and said we deserve a title shot and i'm like why the last time i saw you you're lost and then piper niven walked in beat them up and said i'm your new tag partner mm. chelsea Green was like well i was gonna hold these auditions and pi was like no, no no i'm your new tag partner grabbed herself the belt and then ww.com officially declared that she is one half of the tag champions this is a missed opportunity
3: I, I agree with you. I think it was it was a fun thing on the internet. I would have liked to have seen it featured more on Raw. I would have, I think it is I think missed opportunity is the best way to put it because I don't think that I don't think Piper Niven being the one to win it is bad, because I like that Piper Niven's on TV. I don't think the the bit where she goes um, no, no I'm the champ and Chelsea's like scared and she's like oh okay and then like she even posted about Twitter. she's like after reviewing her application and meeting you I I I, I there was I can't remember exactly what she said but it was like I'm sure you're the best person for the job because she's just clearly terrified of Piper Niven which is hilarious um, I also really enjoyed that the party girls came in and said we just read the TMZ article which means like that was a week ago over a week ago and only just read it they've been in a k-hole they've been partying their head off like eventually the bus comes for us all <laughs> they've been so busy partying all week that they've only just found out that sonia's lost a uh lost a got an injury um so yeah i i loved that element of them being bantered off and it being pipe and Niven. but yeah i do think it was a, a missed opportunity to not make more of it because i think you could have done the pipe and niven
2: finish in three weeks' time. Yeah. Run these vignettes for three weeks. Do something a bit different on the show. Do something that's a bit fun, a bit chaotic, a bit mm. wacky, and a bit weird. Well, because and then the punchline is Piper never just walks in and demands that it's her. And
3: Chelsea Green, scared, says, Yeah, okay, it's you then. And I think as well, because these titles in particular have had such a difficult run since uh, mm-hmm. Mercedes and Trinity left and put a curse on them, that like, <laughs> uh, the, the, what uh, m- this is much better. What we have got, what we saw on the show was much better than another fatal four way it could have been even better i think that's the thing I yeah, to, at enjoying. least they're trying something different with it absolutely i like it there's piper niven yeah she, i like because she needs something that's done on tv
2: absolutely wasted mm-hmm. like the last time we saw her was in a, a losing effort as well in triple threat we need more of her on tv mm-hmm. and this should in theory get her more on tv mm-hmm. and i think her and chelsea will do some very entertaining stuff mm-hmm. because piper's hilarious yeah it's a great she, it's a it's a the the double act that the odd couple yeah yeah. um we had byron saxon interviewing cody rose to hype the main event and then imperium came out for a promo and this died of death this is where i put
3: this crowd suck
2: i also don't fully blame the crowd on this because i thought gunther's material that he was given was absolute garbage okay this is not gunther's promo heat like the armpit of north like that's 80s foreign monster heel thing right. that's not who gunther is like he, i don't like this isn't the material you give to walter or gunther like it's it, that's not his character mm. and the, the crowd just didn't respond to it like he was basically trying to get local sports team heat mm. and i was like no this is not this isn't the, you don't give this verb verbiage to Gunther and that's why I don't
3: think it worked, as well as the crowd were not that great. Mm. That's fair. I, I, the crowd being awful is more for what came second for me, but like yeah, I, I see your point on that one.
2: Yeah, well they popped slightly when Alpha
3: Academy came out, they sort of woke up a little bit for Alpha Academy coming out. Look, I think you are a paid chill for the Winnipeg crowd, because <laughs> they did not i trying to level up <laughs> in Winnipeg <laughs> They did this. If, they, if, if we're saying they woke up when Alpha Academy came out, what they did was this oh. And then went back to sleep. Because they just what happened is Chad Gable comes out and does the babyface thing of like, and I'm gonna do that, I beat you, and then I'm gonna beat you, and like build, 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 build. Nothing happened. Do you know what I think happened?
2: So, because they did make a a big loud noise when their music hit, because Alpha Academy come out and they go like, hooray! And, the and then all of them were at the same time was like, shh, I wanna hear what he's gonna say. And so like we always go like shh. I'm trying to hear what his promo is.
3: Yeah, because famously crowd like
2: to be quiet. In Canada, they're very polite. Oh, you no. I, just, I, just, I want to hear what he's going to
3: talk about. And then, like, <laughs> listen. <laughs> Shh, sh, sh. Is Tempest over there with a little gun. <laughs> a little maple syrup gun. He's, like, ready to, like, you, know, you, better, you better say nice things about Canada. <laughs> Hockey. And then <laughs> uh, Ludwig Kaiser...
2: Very good promo with Ludwig Kaiser. He's yeah. really good in this. Like getting in the ring to talk about, you're basically trying to mack on uh, on uh, <laughs> Maxine Dupree, who then slapped, mm. slapped
3: his dick still. It was an incredible little thing.
2: Yeah. And then it led to a match between Gable and uh, Giovanni Vinci.
3: I love Kaiser shooting a shot. I really enjoyed it last week. He's like the king of the neg because most people's negs are like, you have really pretty eyes. Do you wear glasses? His are like, <laughs> or did you wear contacts rather? Is yeah. what they say his His is just like, everything around you sucks come join the come good join guys, our guys which i love um but i also it's like um we've learned over the past few years that otis has like extreme game like people the women love otis oh yeah all right he's, he's clearly a master in some form some room in the house um so it's just not gonna work either it's just not gonna work mate but i love that he's still giving it a go i was listening to the uh, the fightful review of this show and uh
2: denise said i'd actually be quite into maxine almost falling for the charm somewhat and then you know going over to imperium sort of dating vinci uh,
3: dating kaiser for a bit, mm. and then bit realizing her mistake and going back to the alpha academy yeah they also really let into this barbie and oppenheimer thing because they're all in pink and they're all in black yeah it was really was funny. like you know iron beach yeah like, you know like hey look my job is wrestle and my job is wrestle uh it led to a match between gable and vinci now Someone valid to, to your defense of the crowd, by the way, just before we begin, right at the beginning, the bell started, and someone in the crowd valiantly tried to get a let's go gable chant going, mm-hmm. and it died a death. It really didn't work. I
2: think Wade Barrett, at the start of this match, did a better storytelling job than what WWE's creative are doing with Imperium. Mm-hmm. Because Vinci loses this match, and there's a segment later on backstage where Gunther is again running down Imperium, you know, teasing a split of this group. I have no idea why on earth you would even think of going down this road. And he was like, "You lost tonight." And he's talking to Kaiser, like, "You get distracted by women, as per usual." I've got to go and sort this out. It's like that's not again. I don't think this is what this group should be doing. Wade Barrett, on the other hand, had a much better storyline when it was like. This is a scouting mission. Mm. After this match is done, Giovanni is going to sit there with Gunther and tell him everything he needs to know about Chad Gable. It is not about vinci winning or losing it's about him learning mm. what he what his master needs to do next week in order to obliterate him isn't that a much more interesting story mm. than vinci losing and gunther being like you're not good enough
3: to be part of this group boo i'm a bad heel maybe it's because i've been paying too much attention to Rira and dom but i got a, like, they just get off on it being sub dom like gunther's the big one in charge he chops them he tells them off so mm. i'm like oh thanks master like that that's <laughs> really what they're doing and
2: anyway uh, theory one Uh, it was it who sorry it's because he hit the chaos theory
3: um (laughs) uh, and got the win can we have a little discussion about the chaos theory (laughs) yes please because i love it as a move thank you thank you doug williams don't love it as a finish what so my problem with it is a finish But, but doug on, who's Doug Williams? Doug Williams, <gasps> Daniel
1: Layton. I don't know
2: who Doug Williams is. I I will give you a full name. <laughs> on that one. I will waste even more
3: characters you to address J, you. But fine. Um, I'll I'll call, I'll call you by your real name. That's how serious <laughs> I am on this one. Fair. Um, yeah, like I love it as a move. I just don't look for it as a finish because as a finish, I'm looking for something that like. And this is a conversation that Pete and Sat had on the SmackDown review a little while ago, sure and it's very good. Yeah, I I look for a finish. For something that like happens, something that is a a, dif- a definitive bang and you're down. um And the chaos theory is more impressive in its motion. And I love to see and it's can I do it? Can I do it? Can I do it? Yay, he did it. But it's not got the same like wind knocking out of you as like a double power bomb or as like I would love it if he. Hit the Chaos Theory, gets up and pulls the Kurt Angle ankle lock. Do you know what I mean? I, I get what that means. Yeah, like it doesn't have the the, the snappiness of a yeah. stunner or a rock bottom yeah. or something like that. I think it's a wonderful move. It's his signature move. I don't think it should be his finish, well, I'm which a, it has been for the past couple of weeks. But I'm a, I'm a Doug Mark. Uh, I'm an unapologetic Doug head. So
2: he busts out the Chaos Theory and I'm like yay doug yeah so like i i like it for that and Mm. i've always i remember seeing the chaos theory suplex being done in a gym in front of like 15 people and being like it's the most incredible thing i've ever seen in my life yeah so i it holds a special place in my
3: heart And look it is incredible i think that's 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 what i'm trying to say it it is an incredible move it's just i don't think it's the finish and i think it's because people pop for it so much that they're going use that as the finish which 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 you
2: should do the crowd are reacting to it use that as the finish well let's do a poll shall we um uh do, do, I need to do this myself? I'll do this myself. Don't worry, Mod Mother, Mother. I'll sort this one out. Yeah, you you talk about the next bit of this, but I'll I'll do a poll of should it be his finish. Yeah. Someone just saying here, Dan is weird. <laughs> In all Why?
3: caps. Why? I'm 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 weird because I have I like when moves like the like rock bottom that comes out of nowhere. Like the people's elbow shouldn't be the finisher, right? Because at the end of the day, it's just an elbow. Like the stunner is a better finisher than the Luther's press. Like the pedigree is a better finisher than um, him that move where he did where he did the big high knee sort of thing i feel like the the finishes should feel like something that really ends you and knocks you down for the three and the, the chaos theory is a great move that doesn't quite have that boom you're winded for three moment that's a, that's finished that's not weird that's just wrestling uh anyway after this moment um gunther gets back on his table to much to michael cole's chagrin and then has uh, 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 uh i'm sort of not happy with you losing this match so now i'm gonna take on that one there with the big beard and the t-shirt and the yeah. wiggling and he beat him with a powerbomb
2: it took him a little while to get on a, uh, the same page yes. at one point um and he went with a very impressive powerbomb mm. and
3: they sort of attacked him after the match but chad Gable will chase the excuse me chase them away yeah i think the the what i like about the clash of imperium and alpha is that they're both teams of brilliant wrestlers i think yeah. otis is really good at playing that it's like kind of big guy sort of character um and i think um but it's like they're fun with it alpha academy are fun with it They're they're incredible wrestlers who are also good at like the comedy the lightness yeah. the the sort of like I, I guess tweer elements of wrestling whereas imperium are far more about ring ringing around like it's much more serious yeah. also in a similar style so i love the pairing of the two of them um and yeah one of the things if you didn't watch the show do seek out the end of this because it was really impressive to see gunther powwow motis like that yeah you know uh, and they announced later on, because we've kind of already
2: talked about the segment as itself, but they announced next week, it's Gunther versus mm. Gable for the IC title. I think we thought it was going to be a little payback moment. Yeah, but no. Uh, I mean, not- the honky-tonk man is his <laughs> opponent for payback. Not Kathy Kelly interviewed Drew earlier in the day mm-hmm. about sort of, what are you going to be doing next, Drew? And Matt Riddle walked up and said, hey, it used to be Elias. It used to be Randy Orton. It used to be Timothy Thatcher. It used to be Pete Dunne would you like to join that list (laughs) of my comedy tag partners? (laughs) And Drew was like, well, if you can't find anyone else,
3: yeah, yeah, I guess it's me. There was something, this was the very first moment of, again, a little, and it wasn't through the whole show, it was segment. It was like basically one whole segment plus a little bit later on, where again, more seeds were being planted. We've talked about, someone last week mentioned when we were talking about Cody and what does Cody do next. We were talking about Drew as a potential new opponent. Mm. This felt for me like the seeds of a Drew turn, one hundred percent. Because you've got it looked like he was getting really quite annoyed with Riddle, Uh, and then you, what? Oh, you're quite annoyed with Riddle. Yeah, he's got far more patience than I have. (laughs) Um, Not trying to at least the bongos out in a while. Good God, you remember the bongos? Yeah. Oh, you don't forget it then. Sounds like bong well speaking of jokes about getting high well yeah
2: so we also had a video in here for indy hartwell lol vince ain't here um and we got a match it was a, a viking raiders open challenge match and it was at this point here i suddenly realized oh the feud with them and uh Alpha. academy finished
3: I, I i wanted a bigger
2: blow off to that
3: yeah well i mean the viking rules match which they which, and then the Maxine singles match, I guess, was your Yeah, mm. I wanted something bigger out of that. Yeah, I think, I think they really, deserved the, the Summerslam moment. I was,
2: yeah, I I would have liked a trios match at Summerslam. Mm-hmm. And I think they they earned that. Yeah, but on the pre show. Yeah, it'd have been totally fine. Um, it's already an hour. Mm. Like you know, because Triple H is there being like, well, I don't want to have two long shows. Mm. I'm like, well, then you've already got an hour. Just put it on the pre show then. Mm. Like it's already it's not going to extend the show any further. I don't need to hear what Booker T
3: has to think about. You Listen, know, upcoming sometimes matches. you need a shooky Doggy Quack Quack moment.
2: So. This was Matt Riddle and Drew McIntyre uh, versus the Viking Raiders. Uh, in this, Michael Cole suggested that they should be called the Scottish Highlanders. <laughs> and uh, Wade Barrett suggested the Edinburgh's. Glasgow! And they ended, eventually, Matt Riddle called them backstage, the glasbros
3: Glasbro was, the. they said it in the beginning, it's much better. It's right there.
2: He's not from either of those places. He's
3: well, from Air Scotland, but he has a Glasgow
2: kiss <laughs> at the very least. I know, but it's one of those, he was just like, yeah, Glasgow's a bit. I was like, it's not from, just gonna... Is Air in Glasgow? Just gonna check where Air, Air is. And My Scottish knowledge, I've, as i I've said before, I've only been to Scotland once, and it was to drive basically around the M6 so I could get around to Bay
3: and to go to Bay services. Uh, it's worth- sweet. <laughs> Glasgow is roughly in the middle of Air and Edinburgh. Air is there. Yeah. Glasgow is there. Right. Edinburgh is there. So I was right. He's from neither of those places. No, he's but like, you know, the, the Kil the Kilmarnock bros. Um <laughs> Which is why. Also, to to just as a point, right? Hit there is Air in Scotland. The Highlands are up here. <laughs> they're called high because they're at the top. So they can't be Highlanders either. Um i mean they're not gonna be a team for much longer so <laughs> we've well, we got a couple of weeks actually and they won there was a moment in this match where drew kind of got exasperated at riddle yeah. or, or gave him a very pa- uh, patronizing yeah this is going really well kind of thing seeds seeds and i think uh, it's one of those things where like again it's the same with jd it's like we want it to happen well at least they're giving us a little a little moment of mm. let's sow the seeds and then get there you know.
2: Yeah. Matt Rill and Drew won um poor Viking Reds, I guess. Uh they had a segment later on where They were talking about challenging for the tag titles. A lot of teams challenging for tag titles that can't be defended at the moment because Kevin Owens is injured. Got to make them look desirable somehow. In in literal storyline, they can't go for the belts. It's not even just like in, you know, news canon. Mm. Like in actual storyline, they can't challenge for the belts currently. Um, But they were like, yeah, we're going to go for the tag titles. New Day walked up and was like, has the tag division gone mad? Mm. Like, the Usos aren't together anymore. We've gone for a little bit and like, the Usos aren't together anymore. You guys are challenging for the tag belts. Why don't we have a match next week? Mm. And will determine who is the number one contenders for the tag titles. Mm. So I think you could have Drew and Riddle win next week. Seven match between Drew and Riddle versus Kevin Owens and Sammy,
3: and that's where you do the Drew turn. Yeah. Did you spot? Uh, first of all, Xavier Woods looked exquisite. Awesome. Great new hair. Second of all, did you spot the little references they had? Did you spot the steel chairs they were holding? No. So uh, there was a thing that went viral recently, which was the Montgomery brawl. Um, Oh, someone tweeted me about this. Yeah. Yeah. So the Montgomery brawl was uh, a a thing that went down in Alabama um, over, I think it was over the weekend or maybe a bit before. Basically, uh, a a big old fight broke out um, and it was a a bunch of white guys beating up a black guy and then from various different angles a guy jumped off a boat and swam over and and joined in the brawl it became this huge thing and then there was a guy swinging around a white folding chair they were holding white folding chairs i thought that was a really funny like this white folding chair has been memed in the the black twitter community Mm. especially so it was a real nice little touch that they sourced a white folding chair because those chairs are painted black everywhere yeah i thought that was a really nice little touch from the new day um, we
2: got a recap of Raquel and Rhea's battles last week, and then Raquel informed Indy and Candace that she's still not cleared. Oh, doctors just won't clear me, but it's okay uh, because Indy is going to have a match with Rhea Ripley tonight. Poor Indy
3: Hartwell. Why in the name of hell did Raquel Rodriguez have a knee brace over her combat trousers? So you know as a viewer that her knee is hurt. Then go to Nordstrom and buy her some shorts. I'm sorry. If she's rocked up that day wearing trousers and you need her to wear some shorts to show off the knee brace because nobody puts a knee brace over their trousers, that looks silly. Um, yeah, I mean, I agree.
2: Uh, <laughs> also, I did see someone in the chat suggested they should be called bagpipes and hashpipes, which, yeah, which is good. Much better. So we then got Rhea Ripley versus Indy Hartwell. Oz on Oz violence. Um, it was all Rhea and Rhea won. Candice attacked Rhea after the match to set up uh, Rhea versus Candice, which is, you know, these are the little stepping stones that you take in order to get to mm. um, uh, Rhea Ripley and Raquel. I, in my edited review of this, said that, like... You might think, oh man, why would you just squash Indy Hartwell mm. like this? And it's like because Indy's not the focal point here. The focal point is Rhea Ripley on her journey towards Raquel Rodriguez. Mm. And someone in the chat said, like, I thought you were really, you were almost too kind to this because this did Indy no favors. My argument that is, it's not designed to give Indy favors. Mm. This designed to make like Rhea look good. Yeah, and Rhea did look good here because Rhea's going into the big match with Raquel Rodriguez. Indy Hartwell isn't. No, so you need to make you need to make Rhea look awesome.
3: Yeah, I agree. And and it's also a thing of um, Indy hasn't been on the telly. No. Like, we don't know. This is her first match, uh, except for that tag team turmoil match that was a, a whole pile of nonsense. So it was a, a way of... I guess, And also, it was all playing out to no heat in front of a crowd that didn't care. So it's this whole business of they've got to get some reps in. They've got to be seen as a team. They just popped up last week or the week before talking to Raquel Rodriguez, mm-hmm. you know? So...
2: Yeah I it was it's totally fine as it's, it's exactly what we thought was going to be mm-hmm. the case you know next week she'll squash Candace Lerae, and mm-hmm. then Raquel will reveal that she's you know now medically cleared and they'll
3: do their title that payback that payback so yeah. like I like the idea of this one was a bit easy Candace would should give it to Rhea to yeah. make Rhea look fallible but still powerful yeah it's the same way
2: as you know Ch- uh, Chad Gable earlier in the night beat Giovanni Vinci yeah as a stepping stone to get to Gunther yes Cole interviewed Nakamura in the ring, answering all of his questions in Japanese. Ooh, the heel. <laughs> yeah. um, but he did say a few things in English, like, I want the world title. Mm-hmm. Seth Rollins came out saying that, hey, I'm not really that hard to find because I dress like a tool. And um, if, your ambush last, if your ambush last week was a challenge, then challenge accepted. Mm. He said, you just name the time and place and we'll have a match. And Then Nakamura did a little lost in translation did a little whisper in his ear and Seth Rollins did some smell the fart acting. He really did. It was some real smell the fart acting. Mm. And then Nakamura hit him in the back of the head with a
3: kinshasa and he left. I liked the sort of, uh, creepy way he held it, it was a bit Nosferatu-esque, the way he sort of took his hand and then the way he did a little whisper and then mm. go, away. Ooh, and then gonna go away. <laughs> I, I liked it. Me and too. talking about sowing seeds, um, credit to them for, for taking time to pull the Shinsuke, turn like it was a couple of weeks you know the build with the, the bronze and reeds and the and right the way back to the stuff with ricochet was really and don't like people being in my business was boring mm. but they they committed to it right so that then when the t- heel turn came it at least had a trajectory and now i'm like okay so interesting he said something there what did he say what did he say why did it make seth so perturbed like because we see seth as this big sort of like you know he dresses the way he dresses and does all of this big, like that's almost his gimmick. So uh, Shinsuke being the one to play the mind games and get into his head was really interesting i'm so curious like, I, I, yeah. I actually thought this was really effective i did too I'm, i was into the idea
2: of seth versus nakamura anyway because oh, yeah. like on paper that's a that should be a very very good match mm. but this is like a little bit of intrigue where yeah i'm like okay cool what did he whisper to him mm. in a way i hope we never find out yeah. yeah and like it is a real lost in translation thing of it's just playing on seth's mind so you as an audience are supposed to try and figure out like you know they can drop hints about what he mm. said to him that kind of like shook him a little bit Next week, they'll probably just say what it was right. that he said. But I kind of hope that they can play with this a little mm. bit. So long as you, the writers, know what it is that Nakamura said, mm. so you can play around with that, as opposed to he whispered something, we don't know what it is, but we don't need to know what it is because mm. we're not going to say what it is
3: anyway. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: I, I, I quite like this. I was a fan. Um, we had a recap of The Miz and LA Knight from last week, and then Saxton interviewed The Miz, who was, as
3: I predicted back to being goofy miz did you see over the week what do you, how do you feel about rick flair in what sense do you have respect for rick flair i do you, do you like rick flair as a, a member of like, wrestling yeah, history? The,
2: the the dark side of the ring episode uh from a couple of years ago has done him no favors Well, i haven't
3: seen that because they don't put it on in the uk no
2: that was one of the ones that i watched uh on dodgy youtube channels right um yeah it was the plane ride from hell oh. episode like didn't pay him great did no favors to tommy dreamer either mm. um and like i think he is a problematic figure within the world of wrestling but there is no denying uh the what he has done for the wrestling world so this is
3: a little bit gonna die on, on its ass here because i didn't know that it's what killed context. his AEW run but he uh, was supposed to be the manager of andrade Ali, he? Like,
2: yeah that was because he's a, that's his father-in-law yeah so he was going to be brought in to be like when they were doing all the things of like chavo's his manager and then vicky's his manager and then jose's his manager the idea was he can't find the right manager mm. until rick flair comes in ah. and then the dark side of the ring episode aired interesting rick flair lost a lot of advertising deals and AEW were
3: like nah, yeah, probably not going to bring you in for the time being all right we'll 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 rev- re- rewind a little bit remove rick flair i'm going to appeal to your 2005 tna head what do you think of bully ray <laughs> Well, um... Oh, for God's sake. No, hold on. Other hold people on. are giving the Miz props is all I'm trying to get to here is that generally speaking, the wrestling consensus is coming back to the idea that Miz is good. Ms. is actually more talented than people give him credit for. I thought Miz was good in this segment. I'm excited to hear him versus now Let's move on before I make more of a fool of myself. <laughs>
2: I was going to say, uh, B- Bully Ray has has looked at the work that uh, Booker T and Road Dog and Eric Bishop have done, and be like, "Oh, that's how people talk about me." I just got to say thick things on radio shows, and then uh, and then I get wrestling, and then I get wrestling news websites to to write articles about me.
3: The Miz is really good. The Miz <laughs> is really good.
2: What dim witted thing can I say on TV <laughs> or on a radio show this week that'll get me some clicks online and I'll get Twitter <laughs> talking about me. The
3: only double grandson champion in history. It's like,
2: you know, uh, but then bully reigned uh Divon are like reuniting in impact and I'm just like, Yeah, I'm into that. There you go. Because see? I'm a Dudley Boys Mark. There it is. Of course I am. So you do know? you respect Bully Ray's real I'm, life? I'm, I'm also I'm a, I'm a New Age Outlaws Mark. It Doesn't mean that Road Dog doesn't say stupid things on radio shows. Proper thick things <laughs> Road Dog says on radio shows. <laughs> but I am a New Age Outlaws Mark, and if if they did a, an indie show where the New Age Outlaws were together, you bet your bottom dollar, I'd be like, ticket please, I'll I'll go to that. But if he's sort of like I don't know,
3: or Once in a Generation, of talent, I'd be like, there you go, that's his latest thick thing that he's saying on a radio show. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is a lesson of when things absolutely <laughs> fall apart for dan layton they really do i was like oh cool people in the wrestling community are saying nice things about the miz i can rub it in luke's face and continue to try and bend him to my will oh no no not, not this <laughs> it turns like- out luke knows things <laughs> also, i would say this is not the best miz promo i've
2: ever seen no but like- this, was, this was like proper I've just flown in. I'll half-ass this one, and then I'll go back to catering.
3: He doesn't things. half-ass
2: anything. He's the myth. But also, it backs up a point I was making last week that he can't be both serious and goofy. Yeah, we disagree on that. We disagree I think on you that. can be both. And, and I think because Kofi
3: was goofy, Kofi, but still the champion, and that's what Jr. said. You, you can't be funny and be the champ. And I disagree with that. Oh, I completely disagree with that. Yeah. I don't. But that's not the argument
2: that I'm mm. making. Um, and I think it worked with Kofi because it just—he's an affable person. Whereas the Miz is not, he's not goofy, he's affable. Oh,
3: I see. That's Yes, that's a good distinction.
2: I yeah. like that. Yeah. Whereas Miz is like, no, I'm a goofy comedy mm-hmm. heel, but every now and again I'll cut a promo being like, no, I'm a serious character now. Mm. And here I am, I'm work rate Miz this week. Right. Anywho, we then got the blow-off match to this months-long storyline between Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus. And I thought to myself, man, given the story, that we've had. So this has been going on since WrestleMania, even before WrestleMania, they've been working They've been working this angle. They're, I would have thought there'd be a video package to kind of explain yeah. the story, how we got here, treat this like a pay-per-view thing. Why isn't this the main event? Yeah. And it turns out the reason why it's not the main event is because it's not the final match in this story. They're just going to do it again because they both got counted out of the ring. And then we'll get to the real stupid part of this. But before we you know thoughts on the match itself and the finish that we got and it's sort of like it's a lack of actual finish presentation well i mean i just have a rant about the whole the whole thing should i go i'll go through the whole thing yeah then. so what happens is they brawl to the outside and they go up to the, the gimmick of the match is zoe stark is banned from ringside so they brawl to the outside. They're brawling up the the stairs. Referee calls for the bell. Ding, ding, ding. That's it. Match is over. It's a double counter. It's another draw uh, in this feud or whatever. And they they brawl up and then they're brawling in the concession stand. And then Becky is going to give Trish the manhandle slam through a something. And she's stopped by a woman in a motorcycle helmet. And they take the helmet off immediately to reveal that it's Zoe Stark. And Michael Cole's like, she was banned from ringside. That's why Trish lured her up into here, because she's no longer at ringside where she not banned from. And then they lay them out and they walk away. And then Adam Pearce is like, you, because they're all yuck, 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 yuck. We outsmarted the baby face here because you were banned from ringside. And then we actually attacked Trish, attacked Becky when you weren't at ringside. Yuck, 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 with the heels. And Adam Pearce said, well, I'm going to order another match between the two of you. And next time we're not going to have any shenanigans because it's going to be a ste- Steel cage match. Oh, right. So then. there this, we go. This is all fine if you do not think about it. Nope. But the second you give it any semblance of thought, it all falls apart. Nope. Because Zoe was banned from ringside in the match.
3: But the match was over. So I, I need to I need to cut you off there because you've already given it more credit than it deserves. Because you said if you don't think about it, it makes some kind of sense. You just, it don't make if no
2: you just sense. If you just listen to the commentary team. Well, like, she was banned from ringside. Wade side. Barrett
3: said it. Wade Barrett did say it. He did said he? like the match is over, so that kind of doesn't matter. And Cole went, "Uh, anyway, like." Oh, wait! Don't do that, mate. It was. Don't highlight how stupid this is. <laughs> and but, but but even before then, like I I'm angry about this. Like I'm oh, a, I'm a bit hot about this because we, we I gave WWE some credit for their uh, commitment to sort of women's wrestling and, and the work and that they have done. I I didn't because I I did buried Triple H last week.
2: That's why like, I said I did. Oh, sorry yeah do apologize i thought you might have said we as a collective no i said i did because again this is a triple a show one women's match well
3: this is one t- so right L- allow me to rant for a minute and then i'll let you go I'm saying we, we we rag on aew for, for this whole thing but this is, is probably worse this for is what than i'm trying hours. to get to so, so i'm saying that i have given them some credit in the past for their commitment to creating more opportunities and more main events and more more stuff i i, I believed in it it has been getting uh silly like the, the booking of the past year has been absolute dross it's been dreadful um and sorry, there were two matches i've got the rear ripping match the okay. re-ripping match i think it was it was uh already annoying that this was cut from Summerslam. but i was like look i get it you know what what else do you cut from the card? do you want to keep it short then we had a 40 minute long roman reigns entrance and an odq match that was played at 0.5 speed and i was like there absolutely was time for trish and becky on this show then we come sorry, so it was going to be in canada okay i get it the best make the best of a bad world we'll make it the main event of a show in canada it was the only thing that was advertised for this show and they didn't put it in the main event. It starts at, I don't even think it was the top of the third hour. It was, no, during, it was during the, third, in the third, hour, third hour. It was the semi main. Nobody's really paying any attention to at that point. Often, you know, if, if it's not the top of the hour, it's just in the middle of the broadcast. There was not a single video package for it. They announced it in a graphic at the start of the match. at the start of the show. There wasn't a video package for it throughout the show. It just sort of happened. And then I'm like trying to make the best of a bad situation. I'm like trying to look for good moments in the match. The match itself isn't really working very well. But the um, there's a moment where she, she uses the mask or tries to use the mask as a weapon as she did in the main event with Lita all the, those uh, years ago. It was a nice touch. It would have been a nicer touch if this was given the main event treatment. And then it gets a double count out what the f is going on in here on this day like that that is i was just like hang on this was supposed to be the blow-off match and yeah. zoe's banned from ringside and and already i feel a little bit uh, cheated from on their behalf becky's wearing her new lemon shirt like it's all it's all such nonsense is that official merch yes it's official That's merchandise hilarious. they tweeted they tweeted it all over the That's place hilarious. um then you know and it made me think of you know they go back in, into the backstage remember when uh, jericho and strong had a match on dynamite and cole was banned from the building so they brawl outside and cole's banned from the building but not outside and they get one over on him the way the reason that worked is because in that scenario jericho was the heel who had put the, the face at a disadvantage and then got uh hoisted in his own petard like fooled by his own moxie they're outside of the building so now we can get um cole involved in some way and it felt like a, a climax and a, a, a real moment of celebration it was it genuinely good yeah it was really genuinely good i remember lo- absolutely loving it um if you're not sure that Trish can go in the appropriate way, then that's when the old classic sort of like smoke and mirrors of doing a brawl and going all over the place does work. So you could have had this moment of, of yeah, I will take you on. Are you want Zoe Band from ringside fine. Let's have a no disqualification match. And then you can sucker her into the story and then you can carry it on in that way. There are ways to do this booking where it works, but they haven't done that. And this is the latest example of where they, they haven't done it. And for now, the program which has many things for which i give it credit trish getting really really in there in the money in the bank match really like thrilled for her to do that the the rub it's trying to give zoe stark zoe and becky have had some really good matches they have great chemistry together there are things for which i give it credit it now has an equal number of things i criticize it's going to drag on even longer when it should have finished at Summerslam two weeks ago and what we have here is something really annoying which is something i've seen already which is a steel cage match the becky lynch way the build is mid the match gets bantered off with absolutely no dis- no respect she gets whacked in a cage match and then probably lita will come back to make the save which is the exact same thing that happened with damage control at the start of this thing that for me is so irritating that at raw 30 they got bantered off and they got bounced off a SummerSlam again and it just keeps happening this way what's going on I- i'm angry at it it made me really angry. That's I, my and I and I don't think you're wrong in anything
2: that you have just said yeah. there. I apologize for any interruption no. at, the start, uh, at the start of your spiel. There it wasn't it wasn't professional of me. However, like I for me the thing that irritated me the most in this was just like, the huge logic hole in you know Michael Cole being angry and you're, and you're supposed to be furious. Adam Pierce was furious yeah. because you heels bent the rules and like there are no rules anymore. The it. match was over. The match was already done. So he's could have attacked it in the ring and it wouldn't have been a problem because. The match was over. Zoe Stark was banned from ringside during the match. Then the match finished. Then he attacked her. We we're supposed to be mad about that. It's like, well, why wouldn't she attack her? The match is over. The stipulation is no
3: longer in place. And it's, it's that lack of logic that, it's a, it, it, re- that makes you
2: feel like it's not effort. And so Andy Tatson in the office, because we were talking about this earlier, um, said it really feels like because we, because Twitter got really mad that... Becky and Trish were taken off of SummerSlam. They're just gonna keep giving it to you until you don't want it anymore. Mm. And that's your punishment for complaining that it wasn't on SummerSlam. In the same way that they gave us lots of bad AJ Nakamura matches because we kept asking for them. Mm. Because we like because the Wrestle Kingdom match they had was like one of the greatest Wrestle Kingdom matches ever. And we we're like, oh now you get to do it in WWE. So they we're like, oh, you want that, do you? Mm. Well, here's it again and again and again and again each one of them's got an incrementally worse finish oh yeah you still want more of it and you're like actually no i don't want to see that match ever again no and it's like good and then they did it with aj and joe oh you want to see aj and joe do you want to see them rekindle that tna 2005 do you well here it is again and again and again, with incrementally worse finishes. Do you want to see any more? No, not really. And it really feels like that's what they do with Becky and Trish now. We complained so much that we didn't get it at the SummerSlam. They're like, oh, you want it, do you? Mm. Well, it's, what, you like donuts? Here's all the donuts. <laughs> like it's, and and they're
3: making us eat a pack of cigarettes.
2: Yeah, in a way. Yeah. And I, I'm really ready for this to be done. Yeah. I was ready for this to be done at SummerSlam. And it's just being like artificially extended. And I wonder if they're just going to do the cage match at Payback. Mm. And that's like okay, we didn't do it at SummerSlam, but we're doing it at Payback instead, right? Which like I,
3: I again, it's ultimately comes down to because they didn't announce when the cage match was. No, if if that's what's going to happen, they're going to give it a match at Payback. Like fine, good. Like it's just the the booking of it. Have it make sense. Make an effort. Put your logic hat on. Like let's be let's be good about this. Don't just like, it, it just feels bantering off. And it's the fact that it is now the second time. And I, the reason I'm a little bit heated is because yeah, I do. I first of all care very deeply about these, these issues and about women's wrestling, but also I, you're making me look like an idiot. Triple H, cause I've defended you. I defended your commitment to women's wrestling, which I do I still believe was was in the past a real thing. It was. Izzy Izzy Marino has just had her first match. Uh Izzy Bailey's super fan. And so that sent me off on an old uh nostalgia haul. And I was going back and looking at Brooklyn with Sasha and Bailey, uh, their the Iron respect Woman match, match, the respect match, which was great. Then be better than the Brooklyn match. I agree. Bailey's entire run as as champion, followed by Oscar's entire run as champion. Like yeah, this is classic. The Mae Young Classic twice, Shayna Baszler twice. I, I agree. I feel so passionately that, that this is a, a, a roster stacked with incredibly talented women. Becky made people take notice. That incredible shot of her, the Survivor Series. You know, th- these women work so hard and they deserve to get treated with the level of respect. Not just in putting them on the show, but in how their stories are put together. Can I give you an incredibly cynical argument? Go ahead.
2: That was at a period in time when women in sport was a was, the p- thing. was a thing. It's not a thing anymore mm-hmm. because now it's just a standard. Like, you know, the Lioness is winning the World Cup mm-hmm. it's, it's like yeah, well, Venus Cross
3: don't play. jinx it, they're playing tomorrow <laughs> against Australia. They might not.
2: But you know, like five years ago then winning a tournament would have been like you know this groundbreaking thing it's now just women main eventing wrestling shows it's just a regular thing now mm. and because it's just a regular thing now and it's not as part of much of the zeitgeist conversation it's like no oh, we don't need to we don't need to pretend like we care as much as we did seven years ago yeah, that that is, that is my completely cynical world view on this apologies if my wife is watching that she finds that time to be an ick i that is my cynical world view to put on this i'm not saying that is the case but i've been watching wwe for 20 odd years and mm. like they have got a track record of this sort of thing of trying yeah. to put their finger on the pulse and when mm. that
3: pulse is no longer being hard they take that
2: finger off it and move on to something else
3: mm. that would if that if that is anywhere close to true i i it is painful it hurts yeah. like it's not a but nice thing. and i also feel like i i'm maybe tinfoil hat conspiracy here Stephanie's not around anymore and I and I wonder how much I mean and there's two things that some I've seen some people comment online since Stephanie's gone the level of commitment to the women's division and also uh the charitable work has kind of taken a bit of a back seat which I find really interesting um also uh I would like to see and this was a, th- a question that was asked to Tony Khan and it was something we talked about in AW as well it counts for WWE as well what does the makeup of the writers room look like mm-hmm If there aren't the voices in the room, that's why we talk about wanting a diverse, you know, it's not just to tick a couple of boxes. It's because I can't write stories of like Asian culture and I can't write about what it's like to be. I can can do research. I can do excessive research. But unless you have the the voices in the room to listen to, to share their experience, to be like, I care about this issue. So I'd like to, you know, add Mm -hmm. a little bit of quality to it. Then it it that there's yeah. no voice there to, to speak oh, okay. up for it, and if this room is just a bunch of old old white guys, maybe that's another reason. Yeah, I don't think Triple H. Um, you know, I know we've we've used this term a
2: lot, but it's one I very much enjoy bantering off. Mm. Um, that journalist that was asking about matches being pulled and those flat out right. lying to her at the Summerslam press conference, being like, you know, women's matches to the point. It's like, oh, no, nothing was pulled from this show. No, mm. The show was too long. Absolute balderdash Like that match. And the Raquel match were pulled from SummerSlam. Mm. Like, he did pull those two matches. Um, so I, I don't think he does. I don't, I don't, think, I just don't think it's the thing that they've got. That's not their priority at the moment mm. because it's not the hot ticket item that it once was. Give Divas a chance. But anyway, that's actually the end of the show because then it was Cody Rhodes and Finn Balor. Mm. Um, so yeah, I thought this was a bland episode of Raw. I gave it two out of five, mm. uh, in the, um, uh, in my edited review and really a lot of that was actually just for the end angle. I just thought yeah. it was actually really good, but I, I probably would have still given this two out of five. Um, like the, the end angle might've pushed me into it being okay, that's an average episode of raw. I'll give it three. But yeah, I mean, if in our, it's thumbs in the middle.
3: Yeah. Not just, uh, cause the premier league came back this week. Uh, it's a game of two halves for me. I <laughs> thought the first half was sort of interesting. There was some stuff that I was appreciating, and then by the end, I was I was cross. And I liked the closing angle as well. I agree, mm-hmm. but I was I was cross. So, our poll throw, is throw currently up
2: at the moment. So please do get your thoughts in: uh, thumbs up, thumbs in the middle, and thumbs down. We'll uh, read out to the results before the end of the show. I mean, good point there. Actually, someone just said like, "Oh, we could do with the evolution too." I think the fact they haven't done a second evolution show shows how yeah. much of a this was just the cultural zeitgeist also lest we not forget evolution was only done because of the saudi deal right and the backlash that the saudi deal got yeah that evolution was announced shortly after as a way to sort of appease mm. the, the the critics that they were getting for the at that point mail-only paper yeah Um, anyway, let's get into our Patreon Pledge Hammer shoutouts. If you wanna join the wonderful Pledge Hammers, head on over to patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk. Tomorrow it'll be a brand new piece of WrestleTalk content with WrestleTalk after dark. I'm thinking we might try and do the After Dark show that got lost last month, which featured social media Abby and editor Adam Whitney's uh, Adam Whitney's debut on the show. Oh, fun. Um, but then unfortunately, the, the file got corrupted. So we had to do a, a redo of it. Yeah. Uh, Pete won't be here, but we'll we'll work out a way. But you know, Abby's in the room. Abby's in the building. Maybe we'll have Abby on the show, but that'll be going live tomorrow on Patreon. And then the following week, It'll be mine and Ollie Davis' review of SummerSlam 2013, Ooh. featuring Punk and Brock, and of course, Cena and Brian mm-hmm. with the Cash oh, cashing at the end. So, yeah, we'll be reviewing those over at patreon.com forward slash But if you're one of our $25 and above Patreon pledge hammers, you get your name read right out on this show like these fine folk. Have a glass of Sherry Martel, Jay Simmons. The real boss, Matt Robinson. Max, Kurt Wallander, Wallen. Michael, Mark for life, Plowman. This is some kind of Patreon shoutout. Nate dropped surname. The batsman, Nathan Bar- Batty. The number one <laughs> villain, Nikolai Martinson. The intriguing infrared, Neil Alfredo Vile. Peter Fiber Brontus. Probably better than Kyle, Philip O'Reilly. The man who wears the gold, the man recognized by Swap Nation International as the 24-7 champion, ah, legend. And Raw's brand ambassador, Redmond 2490. That is your Hall of Fame class for the 15th of August, 2023. (laughs) And with that, it is time to get into your oh, remaining alpha chat with what you thought of this episode of Monday Night Raw. And Shaggy Dudley here says, I've never let to take JD McDonough seriously ever since the chant of Your Head's Too Big For You that was sung while he wrestled in progress. Your head's too big for you. <laughs> Chants are some of my favorite things. Yeah. yeah, and it's a very British thing to chant at JD as well. Yeah. like I remember being, you know, I, I referenced this progress show uh, a handful of times, but he had a match with... Um, Carl fletcher of aussie open mm. that's genuinely got one of my favorite finishes of all time and that was one of those like you know crowd having a bit of fun with jd mm. but then the match kind of kicked and i was like oh no this is actually just real good yeah <laughs> uh eddie pat 14 said i know it wasn't likely to happen but i really want to see jason jordan give gable a pep talk ahead of his IC title match well we never got any closure luke on uh ig the end is near for american alpha uh, we would love to have seen them together for something uh, we never got any closure on IG.
3: I think I meant to say it. I might be wrong. Yeah. On. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I, I didn't. You know, I am on. I uh, unless it's just a, a, it's a. Never got any closure loop. Uh, on unless IG. it's weirdly written as so like, for instance, um, the end is near we never got any closure for american alpha would have loved them to see them together also we never got any closure li- i don't know yeah i would love to see oh luke for- oh, here we go i see what's happened i'm gonna like give me a go here i think this has been corrupted and there are two sentences put together so i think it says we never got any closure for american alpha would have loved them see would have loved to see them together for something also luke on ig uh-huh, the end is near right i see we
2: solved it we sold it well done that was like a... Uh, don't call me Professor Layton for nothing. That was like a Krypton Factor challenge. <laughs> uh, David Evans here says, Hi, gents. Looking forward to another two-hour-long show for me to listen to while <laughs> I work. Glad to see Vipers back on TV and as a title holder, no less. Still waiting on Tegan, although I like Dan's suggestion of a women's G1. Uh, a
3: She-1, if you will, which is what Eve calls their tournament. Eve does call it She-1, and it's a brilliant name. And and I... And Russell Queendom is also a great uh, name for them. They've got the... Bloody May Young Classic. They've got their own branding. Let's do something with that.
2: Dan, it's not a popular thing
3: anymore. It don't care if, uh, until it becomes a popular thing again. Then they'll do it. Or unless they get a lot of,
2: um, oh yeah. You know. Okay, so AEW had their like bad week for press with, uh, ah, with, just with Chuck Sheeder in the main event. It'll be fine. <laughs> I was going to say that their bad week of press uh, with the Lufisto thing, and their response to that was, "We'll have Sheeder in the main event for two weeks." so Bollocks. once a once wwe have their bad pr time and it with starts the women, tonight with the women's <laughs> division <laughs> then we'll have you know they'll announce the may young classic and you'll get what you want i'll pull a miz <laughs> promo where i'm like i defend the women <laughs> <laughs> don't clip that felix's uh <laughs> felix's vt says um hot take but I don't get Gunther. Whoa! Been seeing posts from WWE and fans about how powerful he is, mate, he barely got Otis up for the power bomb then fell over afterwards. Get Grandpa Gunther out
3: of there before he hurts someone. Ah, that, that that last part's a bit. Yeah. A8 Nia Jax. No. That's I, I I yeah, that's I don't agree with that. that I absolutely. do I do feel like the beginning of that match took a little while to get going to the point where I was like. Checking my watch, which I don't usually feel with a Gunther match. But I um and it's it's not his best one. I don't want. It's not his best power bomb but um, it was not his best match.
2: But I just yeah, like I mean, if you don't, I was about to say, do you, you try and lift a boat? It's like <laughs> you don't get Gunther. what's the Clash of the Castle match. Yeah, or what's the 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 Mania Triple Threat. Yeah, which was arguably the best match of the weekend. Yeah. Um, on a weekend of tremendous Mm. matches. Aaron Hanrahan has been in Menberg for 23 months in a row, said nobody's talking about the fact that Cody is a heel. Hitting Balor with the briefcase, boo that man. Also, sorry TNA fans, SummerSlam
3: 2013 won the poll i do kind of i did have a moment where i was like it is a heel thing to use the weapon that said it's also a smart thing that some they've it's brought the weapon it. in you might as well and then sammy Zayn came out and bashed everyone with a steel chair which yeah. is also kind of healing yeah i don't mind it at yeah. all um but yes tna fans unfortunately we did not get another
2: 2009 tna show in the poll but also hardcore justice 2010 did not win i'm so sorry fan 83 said nakamura challenging for the title sure the match will be good but do i care absolutely not had they built nakamura for six months then maybe like most title matches i don't buy him as a threat to the title you need to build your challenges that's from ben ashmore yeah i I, I think in fairness that's what the bronson reads Feud was for was to build him up. He got the win on Bronson Reed and on that show where he became the challenger for the world title. I think i think they have been building him up since he came back.
3: But, have they, but they, I think I agree with you. I think the question could be: Have they built him to main event level yet? Yeah. No, no, no. But that no. doesn't matter because uh, have they done that with the world heavyweight title? <laughs> I was going to say
2: like there is literally <laughs> only one person on this roster that I would buy taking the title off of Seth Rollins, who and, is, it's the, and it's the one person who doesn't want to win Cody, it yeah. in Cody Rhodes. He's literally the only person I would say, mm. and or well, Priest because he's got the. Briefcase, but like and
3: maybe Sammy,
2: yeah. it wouldn't make any sense for him to go for it. But no, and also, I feel like Sammy's lost all momentum after WrestleMania.
3: I he don't know still, about that. I know what still, you mean. He's still
2: over, but he is not main event, right? He's main eventing Raw, but he is not main eventing mm. pay per views. Sammy mm. Zane,
3: this is this is why you know at the beginning of the show, I kind of made a joke about all in having a great card and no build, and how WWE is all build and no card. It's what is frustrating about it's what extra frustrating i know there are some people on uh the, the discourse who don't like people saying that cody should have won a mania or whatever because they're like oh get over it, it's up and now it's months ago but i think i think we're feeling the effects of it all i think when you've had a, a moment leading up to wrestlemania it hasn't been that hot since 2000 2001 like that was incredible and you just didn't do anything with it and Look, now we're here i i would say that
2: because there reports coming out that WWE feel that, that done the right they made the right thing is 100% them realizing they might not have done but are having, and are having to say, we did do the right thing because look at the business metrics. Yeah. And look, the business
3: metrics are fine. But they
2: would have been fine if Cody had won as well. I
3: agree. And actually, they would have been even finer next year and um, professional idiot said i'm a
2: big fan of chad gable's finisher it just needs to be a bit more teasing in the match to give it that true finisher feel i wholeheartedly feel however that creative mr trick by not calling it the german shushplex <laughs> that's
3: very funny that's very funny
2: uh we actually had the the poll results of course of should the chaos theory suplex be gable's finish yes 61 percent, whereas no said 38 yeah
3: that's oh split. 38
2: said no rather um, we've also got a uh, message here from Benny Boy, who says unrelated to Raw, but I thought Luke would find this funny. Last night I was playing my GM mode on 2K23 and booked my season four WrestleMania card. Had it all planned out, about to blow off eight of my rivalries. Decided to play my th- uh, play the first match, and I forgot my
3: logistics. Amazing, you rock out there on your final WrestleMania after literally a hundred weeks worth of build, and you and it's like here's WrestleMania. From the Black Hawks gym. I love that. That's great. Uh, And Will schism has become
2: a member. Right. Let's end the poll here and find out what you thought of this episode of Monday Night Raw. And it is for the first time in a while 58% mid. Yeah. 23% thumbs up and 18% thumbs down, which actually is almost the same number. That's a real, like, it's split thumbs up, thumbs down, but that is very heavily. That's a mid mid show. I think we we don't tend to get that. It's usually always thumbs up.
3: Yeah. I mean, what's really interesting about that is that um, overwhelmingly, I think it's still, it's in a weird way, that's still positive. Do you know what I mean? Like, because it's not like, this, this was rubbish. Because it wasn't um, rubbish. Because it wasn't rubbish. It just was not a lot. No.
2: Yeah. But that's going to do it for this episode of the show. Thank you all so much for watching. Uh, please do press the subscribe button if this is your first time here and you've made it this far. Give us a little thumbs up as well. 200 of you have done it so far, but there's uh, 1,100 of you watching. So sort that out uh, and leave your comment down below uh, with what you thought of this episode of Monday Night Raw. We're going to be back on Thursday with AEW Dynamite. Uh, and then on Saturday, we'll have the Smackdown review, And then oh boy, next week it's a busy one. Because mm-hmm. we'll have Collision. Mm-hmm. We'll have Raw. We will. We'll have all in predictions. We will. We will have Dynamite. We will have hopefully, fingers crossed, a very special show on Friday. Oh, well, eh? And then on Saturday it'll be Smackdown and then on Sunday, I don't know what we're going to be doing for All In, but we'll probably do a review of All In on the Monday. Because we're going to be there. Because we're, we're going to be, be there. Hanging around. There won't be any live reactions to All In because we're all going. Yeah. So,
3: uh, <laughs> so like, we're, no we're, one in the office.
2: We're we're all in the building. Yeah. So uh, there's going mean, to be no one here to, to do the live reactions. So uh, so sorry about that. But mm. we'll probably do a review the following day um, and we'll do some reports from the uh, the building itself. Yeah. But yeah, make sure you subscribe because we've got a hell of a lot of content coming up, including what I'm hoping to be very special show next friday do, do i know what it is i think I yes think, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 i told you what it that is. sounds like a fun one yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah i think it's gonna be a real fun one yeah that's all we've got time for though i've been luke owen d a d that has been your jam that champion the professor dan layton and that is it jam that jam bye everyone